Hello and welcome to Shrink, the podcast for the mind. I'm Philippe Taron and I talk to the people who want to have a better understanding of their issues with weight and body image. We all know the things we should do to have a better life. But still, we find ourselves trapped in what can be described as a loop or a pattern. We keep on repeating the same things, even if we know they are not beneficial and some of them can even be toxic and harming us. I have addressed in some previous podcast episodes the psychological and emotional reasons that drive these behaviors. But I feel like I haven't talked enough about our habits. So this is what I will do in this episode. Even when we know that something is good for us, our habits will come in the way. There are lots of scientific studies about habits. It's a big neuroscience topic. But my aim here is to simplify things. We know we should go to bed earlier. We know we should do some exercise. We know we should eat more easily. We know we should spend less time on our phone. I mean, these are all kinds of things that could potentially help us feel better or help us achieve goals that are important for us. But we still find it difficult to get rid of some of our old habits. Some, and even many, of our habits are good ones, though. They are beneficial. So the idea is not to get rid of all of them, but only the ones that we feel are stopping us to achieve certain goals or the ones that are toxic sometimes. I will give an example about myself. I enjoy recording these podcast episodes and also knowing that these are beneficial to a number of people. Once I've started recording one, the process feels good. And once I'm done with it, it gives me a warm feeling, the feeling of having accomplished something meaningful. But before I start the actual recording... I will do all kinds of things that are part of my habits. There is an element of procrastination going on, of course, mainly because I put m myself under too much pressure to do things perfectly, and things like this can never be perfect. But procrastination aside, some habits get in the way. Like doing these recordings in the afternoon, once I'm done with all my chores, although I know that my ideas are more clear in the morning, And this is just one example, but there are many others, many other things I do that come in my way when I want to do things which I know are good for me. So how can we change the habits that are making things more difficult for us? It starts by finding out what these habits are. It may sound obvious, but it's not, as there are things that we do unconsciously without realizing it and sometimes we've been doing them for decades. Just to give you an example, do you know how many times a day you check your phone? Most of us don't even realize how many times a day they interrupt what they're doing to look at their phone, or the actual time they spend on different apps. We do it for all sorts of reasons, but it has become a habit. So make a plan and write things down. It really makes a big difference. Ask yourself, What are the habits which have a negative impact on my mood and my well-being? The habits that drain my energy. And forget about changing all of them. Just keep, let's say, five or six of them. 
Only the repetition of new behaviors can change our habits. And we need persistence if we want to get results. When we change our behaviors, if we get a reward, it will help us change our habits as when we get a reward, our brain produces dopamine. These rewards will vary from a person to another, of course. When I have achieved something by avoiding some negative habits, I will, re I will reward myself with a walk or a call to a friend, some time off, in fact. When someone is overeating, they may get some kind of reward by doing it, like repressing an uncomfortable emotion, for example. So changing the behavior in this case will start by, by acknowledging that we use food to repress an uncomfortable emotion and then finding out what we can replace that behavior with. But you need to be patient. When you want to change your habits, you have to keep in mind that these things take time. And you may fail along the way. And again, persistence will make a difference. You need to change your routines if you want to get any result. You need to create new rituals. But we are all scared of changes. We're not programmed. You're not, yeah, we're not programmed for, for changes. So it can be scary to start with. I really believe that it's more about changing the behavior than setting goals. Even if your habits should, of course, match your goals. Let's say, for example, if your goal is to lose six kilos in two months, well, you shouldn't focus on that goal, but see what are the, the habits that need to change in order to get there. It will take two months, maybe four. But at least you will have changed things sustainably. By repeating things, you will create new habits, healthier ones. The scientists that study habits and how to get rid of some often agree on the idea that creating what they call friction really helps. So at first, when I, when I heard that, I thought, well, what do they mean by friction? I'll give you an example. Let's say that you, have, that you like having a glass of wine in the evening, but you usually end up having more and even emptying the bottle. Keeping this bottle near you makes it easier to reach out for another glass. So by helping yourself with one glass and then put the bottle back in your kitchen or in a cupboard, you're creating a friction. And you are then less likely to mindlessly pour yourself another glass if you have to stand up and get the bottle from another place or another room. You're giving yourself a chance to change your behavior. But it will take some time. It won't happen in a day. And that's why you need persistence and repetition in order to change your behaviors on the long term. In this example, I'm mentioning wine, but of course the same goes with food. If you're used to help yourself, let's say, with a big portion of food on your plate, change this by putting less on it, whilst allowing yourself to have more, of course, if you're still hungry later on. But having to consciously reach out for more will more than likely make a difference in the amount of food you will eat. When you're eating out, if you are used to order a starter, just refrain from doing it, knowing that you will of course still be able to get more food if you are still hungry after your main. The idea is not to starve yourself, it's not to punish yourself. The thing is that we are usually hungry by the time we order our food when we are eating out, and we are therefore more tempted to order more. You can say no to a pudding even if you usually have one, by the way.
you won't have lost weight by the time you leave the restaurant. But your reward will be that you will feel better, maybe less bloated. You will have a better energy, a good energy. When you're trying to lose weight, you don't get the reward of a new number on the scale every morning. And so you can be tempted to get back to your older habits. That's why it really helps to project yourself in the immediate positive things that you will get. If I get back to the example of my podcast recording that I'm doing now, even if I am sometimes reluctant to start reluctant to start working on it, remembering how good it feels once I'm done helps me doing it. I don't get the reward of the number of downloads immediately, nor, nor the opportunities that it might create, but I do get the warm feeling of having done something meaningful and have it straight away. Certain habits will make it easier for other habits to be changed. For example, if you exercise, you will be more tempted to eat healthily. If that's the case for you, exercising should be your first goal. And once it will have become a habit, eating healthily will be easier for you to achieve. So, instead of starting with changing two habits, start with the one that seems easier for you. If you want to eat more easily, but you seem to end up having the same food in your fridge and cupboards, things are not going to work. In that case, you will need to change your food shopping habits. Not all of them. Just start with a few. Before you head out to the supermarket, write down a list of things you would like to buy. And if you're not inspired, look at recipe books. Recipe books, not diet books. You should only get things that you enjoy eating. And preferably, that are easy to prepare, at least to start with. When you are at the supermarket, take some time to see if there are things you didn't think of when you made your list. It could really be that you know you plan to buy certain things, but then when you're there, you say, oh yeah, I could get some of this. I never buy that, but you know, it's quite, I find it quite tempting. So yes, there again, it's about changing your habits. And yes, it will take more time and energy to find the right ingredients and to cook a new recipe than the ones you're used to. But then they will become parts of your new habits, having replaced some of the old ones, the ones you didn't want to, to have you know, in your system anymore. Another habit that you may consider changing is the time at which you eat. Do you have breakfast without asking yourself if you're even hungry? If you realize you're not, how about delaying it or skipping it? It may not be easy if it has been part of your daily routine for many years. What will you do with that time when you're usually having breakfast? If it is your last pause before starting your working day, you should replace it by another way to relax, to, to have some time for yourself. It will not come naturally at first hand. And you may be tempted to start working earlier than usual, but you shouldn't, because it's your time. Otherwise, you don't get any reward. But if you feel like you need that time, take it and make it something that you enjoy without having the breakfast. By the way, I'm not saying that you should skip breakfast or you shouldn't. That's up to you. That's not, my, that's not what I'm mentioning here. Another thing that can clearly help you changing your way of doing things 
is making sure the context is all right in order to achieve your goals. Let me give you a few examples of context. The time, for example. It's both the time of the day and how much time you have to perform a task. If you don't feel like you have the right energy to exercise in the morning, don't plan it at that time of the day, but maybe in the afternoon or in the evening. And if there is a new routine you would like to start, make sure you have enough time for it. Let's say you want to make sure you eat slower. This is going to be more difficult or even unachievable if you know you have a meeting soon after your meal and you still have some things you need to do to be ready for that meeting. So both the time of the day and having enough time are essential. The location is another, another aspect of uh, the context. Let's say you're at home having a meal in your kitchen and you're not sitting comfortably. Or you're eating on the sofa and you have your kids playing around you and needing more, more attention of you. In these two examples, the context is clearly not going to help you eating more mindfully. You need to have some kind of space and time for yourself. Another example about um, the context is your actions. Let's say if you keep your phone next to you on the table whilst you're eating, you will more than likely be tempted to look at it and therefore ruin your attempt to properly connect to your anger and society. The same goes, for example, if you're quickly eating your sandwich whilst standing on the tube. Time, location and actions. These are the three major triggers that can make you eat mindlessly. And that's not what we want. <laughs> that's not what I would recommend. So as we have seen, changing your daily routines clearly makes a difference if you want to change the outcomes. Some of my daily routines, for example, are going to bed early, putting the phone on airplane mode and not changing that first thing in the morning. Because if I do that, then I'm sometimes tempted, I would be tempted to wake up earlier or be stressed, thinking, okay, I'm going to have a look straight away at the messages that are on there. No, when I wake up, there are better things to do in the first few minutes or the first few quarter of an hour than just looking at my phone. I go out regularly, even for a short time. I ask myself how I'm feeling. I do some stretching, not much, but a bit feels good. I put some music on. So find out what kind of routines can be beneficial to you. Habits is a vast subject and is for sure a very interesting one. So just as a recap, let's say, here are the main things you want to keep in mind to change certain patterns. You need repetition in order to make new habits. Rewarding yourself when you've achieved some changes is really important. Start with the changes that are easier to implement. The context is important and it includes, it includes time, location and action. Visualizing things so that you get a dopamine anticipation. Looking forward to something, positively, anticipating. And don't fall into habit sleep compensation, which is compensating for a task you haven't been able to complete. If you haven't done it this time, try to understand what happened and see how you can make sure you will do it next time. And most of all, please, be kind to yourself during that process. Mm -hmm.
Thank you.